Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. Thanks for dropping by my weekly workshop, coming to you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada. For those new arrivals to our community, the weekly workshop features a compilation of my content from the last seven days, including, but not limited to, inspiration for would-be side hustlers and full-time giggers, tool and gear reviews, and finding financial and lifestyle freedom through entrepreneurship. And also, if you prefer your content of the video variety, you can find it all at toolmantim.co. Thanks for taking the time to have a listen. And with that, let's dive into this week's edition of the Weekly Workshop. Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. Welcome back to the workshop where we build business, create community, find freedom, and share success. It's another marvelous Monday morning, which means it's time for another money-making minute. And this week, what I've got for you is my top five favorite fast. Alright guys, real quick before we dive into the content this week, if you want to know more about who I am and you're new here, run by toolmantim.co, that's toolmantim.co, to find out everything there is to know about me. You'll see a, a shop over there where I have over 100 recommended products to Amazon things, that products that have saved me money or made me money in my business. And if you want to sign up for the monthly workshop newsletter, I send you one email a month, no spam, to let you know what's going on in the workshop community. So, thanks guys, let's dive in. Now, I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but there is a shortage of the oddest things at the hardware store, at the big box stores, at the grocery stores. You just go looking for something and you just can't find what you're looking for. And it's just the most random things and we know we're gonna be dealing with it for a while. But I had this video in my brain for quite a while and it's been mulling it over and I was ready to do it. And you know what? I couldn't get one of the products simply because again there's a shortage and it's kind of frustrating I got four of them here with me the fifth one when it pops up you'll see it I'll have a picture up here over my shoulder so you can see what it is but I wanted to put together this top five because four just doesn't work I like top five top five fastener video for you so number one I don't know about you guys but every time I buy something that says must be anchored to the wall and you're like hardware included and you get these little tiny screws that you've almost got to wear magnifying glasses to see and they come with the cheapest multicolored anchors you're ever going to find the type that are about an eighth of an inch thick and you try to drill the hole and pound them in the wall and they bend over flop down go crazy they just don't work so quite a few years ago i ended up replacing them with these guys right here. I keep a box of these on hand. They're not that expensive and they are so, so much more sturdy and reliable than anything you're gonna get free with Ikea or any other Walmart junk you're gonna find. Basically these guys, they will make their own hole, but what I tend to do is take a Phillips screwdriver, put it up against the wall, hit it once with a hammer, make a little hole. Then you can put these little bits, these little uh, anchors right there. You'll see they have a little star Phillips head in them put them in anchor them down and when they get flat with the drywall i mean i'm not saying that a tow truck couldn't pull them out of the wall but they're kind of you know as far as the cheap chintzy little tiny multicolored anchors that come with everything on the market throw them away they're not worth the uh well the plastic they're made out of and that ain't much but these guys here are a huge upgrade that are just as easy to install and yeah they leave a little bit bigger hole but it sure doesn't leave any bigger of a hole than if you were to put those cheap little anchors up in the wall and it fell off, broke something that was expensive, and then you got to put something bigger in anyway. So these have been my go-to to replace all of that junk. So number two are these metal toggle bolts. And these things, I think I could actually stand on a board that I put in the wall with them. 
I don't know if that's 100% true, but back when I worked at Home Hardware years ago, these were always our go-to for something really sturdy. Now, the downside to them, you have to drill a fairly big hole. But once they get inside and you tighten those things down, they will hold. They have a nice wide wingspan that ends up grabbing the inside of the material, whatever you happen to go through, and helps spread that weight out a lot. These are awesome for really heavy, hard to hang type products. Just about anything, but I really like them for shelves. And what I really like these for, you don't see them as often anymore, but you guys remember those swag hooks or swag lamp hooks that everybody used to have in the ceiling? Or if somebody wants to hang something from the ceiling and you don't have a uh, floor joist or ceiling truss to screw into, these are the best that I have found out there for hanging that kind of stuff. And who in the world's going to hang a swag lamp in this day and age anyway? But some people still like to hang things from the ceiling. And if you find a really particular customer who says it needs to be right there, not two inches this way, not two inches that way, it has to be right there. This is great for hanging on the ceiling. Now, number three, I had a customer a while back who said my kids keep pulling the darn towel rack off the downstairs basement uh, bathroom wall they hang on it like a jungle gym i thought well i'm going to cure them so at the time i couldn't find those metal toggle bolts and I ended up finding these guys right here and these are incredible so this is number three these are like these plastic flip toggle bolts and they are so fast and so simple to input and use so again, I went into my local hardware store and the girl said, why don't you try this? So basically you just drill a hole, you flip the little toggle through, and then it's like a zip tie and you just go zip and snap it off and you are done. All you got to do from there is put your bolt in and you are good. And you know what? That's been over a year. Those kids still hang off that damn towel rack and it is held up. They have a weight rating on them. Let's see if I can find it for you. 840 pounds in concrete block and 250 pounds in half inch drywall. That's incredible. <laughs> you know, I couldn't quite hang off it, but I'd be pretty darn close. But a kid can play, can haul, can rip and tear, and it just works. These things are the cat's ass. I love them. They've they've suited me well. They're a little expensive. Well, no, no, they're not. They're not that bad. Three bucks for two of them. But you know what? That's cheap insurance. Well, that's at my local hardware store. I'm going to have links to all this stuff for Amazon affiliate links. And so you can check them out below, but these are cool. I'd never seen them before about a year ago when I used them. And these have become the go-to in my tickle trunk with my hardware. All right. Number four, this is the guy that I can't find anywhere right now. I could bring them in from the States, I'm sure, but you'll see a picture right here. And that is the Screw It Again Hinge Anchors. These are incredible. I have tried, you know, years ago, back when we were broke as a joke and just learning how to fix things and make do with things. It always, you know, I've got a rule I live by. Always fix a loose hinge. I didn't always live by it at the time, but it works. It's something if you, basically what happens if you don't fix it, it's going to get worse. So over at my wife's daycare, over at where my daughter's renting, both the doors there had really wobbly hinges. And I went in one day, nobody recommended it, just walking through the hardware store and I found these, they look like plastic golf tees almost. They're the long, you guys have seen me use them before. And you just screw them in, snap them off. They should not be as sturdy as they are. But what I can tell you is they work way better than taking a wood golf tee, knocking it in the hole, breaking it off, or putting a whole bunch of toothpicks in there with wood glue and cutting them off. These things have worked. My wife's heavy-duty steel door over at the daycare has been 
Open and closed a thousand times a week since she's opened, and there has not been a little bit of play in those. Those screw-it-again hinge anchors, they are a little expensive, at least in Canada they are, but they just work. So if you ever have, they're great to have, and a lot of times you've only got one or two screws that are loose in a hinge. So you only have to put those two in there. You end up getting a four-pack, and it's good enough to do a couple of doors sometimes. But I love them. They've changed my door-fixing game. And they allow me to live by the rule I try to live by, and that's always fix a loose hinge. And number five is my absolute go-to all-time favorite ever since I ran into them. They have changed my picture hanging game. They make everything so much easier. It's literally pull, stick, pull, stick, press in place. And that is my 3M Velcro strips. And these things are absolutely well, they're incredible. You guys know one of my taglines for the uh, toolmantim.shop. If you need to hang a heavy Santa picture over your lazy boy, well, <laughs> I know that's oddly specific about a really heavy Santa picture, but I use these for that, and they worked. So where I sit in the evenings, especially in the wintertime after I'm blowing snow, is my lazy boy over in the corner, and at Christmas time, my wife loves to put up all kinds of Christmas decor, <laughs> and this one is a great big framed all glass Santa Claus picture and it's heavy at least 10 pounds and I would feel really bad if it fell and broke my head would feel really bad too if it landed on me but again these were recommended to me from the hardware store I said well what the hell not I always love trying new products and I just I buy these in as big a bulk pack as I can find with the heaviest ones I can find and they're so easy I used to spend when I'd go to customers houses and hang pictures it would be hours to do a few pictures because it would be you know drill a hole drill a hole drill a hole drill a hole try to find an anchor these guys work i mean unless the thing's 150 pounds you just take two of them off you peel them stick them to the back and then peel off the adhesive part make sure it's level and then press it into place and you're done and you know what if it's a little bit unlevel you can pull it off adjust it and then push the velcro back into place if you guys have not tried these 3m velcro strips I'm telling you, they've made my honey-do list a lot shorter. They work. I love them, and they're a good product to boot. Okay, guys, so I hope you enjoyed that. I love putting together these top five lists. If you guys have one that you think, oh, Tim's an idiot, why would he recommend that? Or, man, this one's even better, you need to try it. I'd love to try out five more products that I could put up and do another recommendation video for you. Or if there's just a tip, you know, I love, I want to get more and more of this community-centered content brought in here so we can all share. I've got, if you guys haven't seen it yet, um, a community member did a review on one of the products and I shared that. I love it. It's just, it's awesome. So keep the content coming, guys. Isn't that funny? The content creator saying keep the content coming. But you guys give me the best ideas for videos. At least half of everything this month came from user-submitted tips, info, requests, all of that. So I love it. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. And if you're new here and you want to keep hanging out in the workshop with us, because you know I do appreciate it, hit the subscribe button and make sure you come back Sunday nights for Talking Tools live stream where I usually have a theme, but we also sit around and shoot the shit and get to know one another, which I love. So guys, you know, I always appreciate you hanging out here with me. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. Welcome back to the workshop where we build business, create community, find freedom, and share success. It's Tuesday, which means it's time for what? Another Toolbox Tuesday review. And this week I've got 
one of the most indispensable accessories, something that you can attach, install on your generator in a matter of minutes that'll help make sure that it's ready to start every single time. And that is a battery trickle charger. All right, guys, real quick, if you're new here and you want to know more about who I am, check out toolmantim.co. That's toolmantim.co. Find all my social media links there. Sign up for the monthly newsletter and check out the shop where I have a recommendation for a ton of products I've used and worked. And if you guys want to check me out on Instagram, it's toolman underscore underscore Tim. The link's in the description below. Give me a follow. You'll get a review there or a preview of products I got coming up, new stuff I've got coming in projects I'm working on at home and in the handyman business and just day-to-day -day kind of life. So give me a follow, shout to me there, let me know, and I will really appreciate it and shout back at you. All right, so this week I wanted to talk to you guys about a battery maintainer, a battery tender, a trickle charger, a low-volt battery charger, whatever. Anyway, 100 different names for it, but basically what it is, is something that you attach to or clamp onto a battery to make sure the battery is fully charged in storage. So if you're going to put a car away for a long time, you might want to do that. Uh, for me, my quad in the wintertime when I plow, I keep one of them on there because it doesn't tend to want to keep charged up very well in the cold weather. And if I'm using it, short bursts, taking uh, power out of it, but I'm not charging it back up, this is great to have. And of course, for our ever-present backup power generators and nobody ever wants to pull on them because they pull like a bugger so it's great to make sure your electric uh, push button start is always going to work and the best way to do that is to make sure you got a fully charged fresh battery in there and the way to do that again is with a battery trickle charger now <laughs> the brand name on this I think is German. I'm not sure. It's like Leichersen, L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R-C-N. If you guys can pronounce it, let me know how because I can't. I'm bad at that kind of stuff anyway. But what comes in the box? So this guy's four and a half stars out of 4,000 reviews on Amazon. I've used one of these before and I love them. So let's dump this guy out and show you. So first and foremost, you are going to get the app, the actual trickle charger right here. And it basically just looks like an AC adapter on steroids. Works great. Let's see what we can show you here. So this is a nice long cord. I'm not going to unravel it because I want to put it back in the box eventually. And it's going to show you on here it's 6 volt or 12 volt capable. And it's also going to tell you if the battery is really low or if you've got the polarity backwards. And so there's two things that work. If you want to use it in a temporary setting, so say you've just got a, a lawn tractor that's a little bit low, you're going to be away for a day or two. You can use these roach clips, did I call them that, alligator clips, you know, typical um, booster cable type connections. So they just plug into the wire right here. But what I love about this tool is the versatility of it. So first off, you get these two pieces, they clip together like that. And they run and they work. Now, that's great. That's your temporary use. But what's more important is on the generator, you can have a semi-permanent setup. So number one, there's an inline fuse right there. See? And that one is a 3 amp. So make sure you have a few of them on hand just in case you end up screwing something up. Now, and what's great about this is you get your two ports right there. You take your two uh, bolts out on the positive and negative terminals on the battery. You bolt them in. Then you run this up and put some zip ties around it, secure it into place, and it's always on there. And so 95% of the time you're going to be having this hooked up to it. 
but when you need to use it for something else, you don't need to unbolt it. You just disconnect the quick disconnect in the middle, go use this temporarily, and don't forget to come back and plug your generator back in. This thing is great. It's smart enough to know that if your battery is really depleted, it'll uh, charge it at the full power that it has. Then once it reaches maximum, it goes into trickle mode. So it basically monitors the battery. If it drops a little, it just tops it up. Drops a little, tops it up. It always keeps adding a little bit of a charge just to keep your battery fresh because there's nothing worse than ending up having a dead battery when you're trying to pull start or push start, push button start, something like that. And if you're up here in minus 40, and your battery goes dead on you and you don't have a trickle charger on it, you know what can happen? Your battery can freeze solid and flip of a coin whether it's going to thaw out and recharge or not. I've had it happen where it will. I've had it happen where it doesn't. And you can ruin a really expensive battery. One way to bypass that a little bit is to get a gel battery. That only helps to an extent. But the absolute best way to prevent it is one of these trickle chargers. So like I said, this thing has six volt and 12 volt capabilities, 1.5 amp. It's good for AGM, gel, and lead batteries. So it'll basically take care of any of those small, medium-sized batteries you got, well, even big automotive batteries it'll work for. Comes with a one-year replacement warranty. But one of the coolest things, you guys know when I'm putting together these reviews, I always go through a lot of the Amazon comments because you're going to find out what pissed people off, what people hate about the product. And you know what? The best thing everybody had to say about this product was their customer service. There was one guy who, com uh, who connected with the company four years after he bought this. It died on him. He complained and they were sending him a new one. Honestly, I'd probably throw it in the damn trash and get myself a new one anyway after four years. But that's that's a, a company standing by their product. And you go through and there's story after story of people contacting them a year outside of warranty and they've replaced it. So for a $25 trickle charger and the company's you know willing to go good for that four years after warranty, to me, that says something. And if I could pronounce the company's name, I'd probably say it again, but I can't. But this, these guys have been my go-to trickle charger for quite a while. The reviews are really good on them. Like I said, 4.7 stars um, and a ton of reviews available on Amazon Canada and US. So if you're looking to find out more about it, check out the link in the description below. But honestly, guys, what I love about these is how indispensable they are for a generator. You know, there's a ton of different accessories you can get for your generator, but this is the one, if there's nothing else, you need to have. Keep that battery charged up and you're ready to go whatever the weather happens to be. And if you're new here, guys, take a minute, hit that subscribe button, stick around, introduce yourself in the comments below. If you've got any questions about this product, ask me. I will answer them. I always do. And if you have any info about this product or anything else, suggestions for new videos, throw them in the comments below. Let me know. Hang around, introduce yourself, become part of the community. Because you guys know I love you coming in and hanging out with me in the workshop. So thanks, guys. That's it for me this week, guys. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. Welcome back to the workshop where we build business, create community, find freedom, and share success. It's Wednesday morning, which means it's time for another Tool Time Gear Review. And as always, I've got something interesting for you. This week, I want to share with you something I've been wanting to get for a while. I've wanted to do some head-to-head -head testings on some batteries, alkaline and rechargeables to see whether they're worth your money, worth my money, whether the companies are being honest to us or just lying to our face. So I thought I need to come up with something. I love my PowerX charger. Well, it turns out that they make a charger and battery analyzer, which will give you the capacity of your batteries. So hang in there. I'm going to tell you all about what I just picked up.
All right, guys, real quick before we dive into the review, if you want to know more about who I am, run by the website at toolmantim.co. That'll tell you everything you need to know about who I am, social media links, podcast, weekly audio version, the monthly newsletter, and everything else there is. So run by there, check it out, and hang around. Hit that subscribe button if you're new here, guys, and interact in the community. Okay, so you guys know that to me, backup power and emergency preparedness is a really important part of life. It's all about being prepared when the power goes out or if you have issues, anything like that. Always need to have a generator, but one of the most important things to have around the house is batteries because you're going to use them all the time. So, you know, use them, have a good charger that's going to take care of them. And of course, you guys know that I'm always looking at different types of rechargeables, seeing what I can figure out is the best value. I love my Aniloop batteries, but I've been seeing some really neat, interesting um, topics online about the uh, IKEA Lada batteries, if I pronounce that right, being Aniloops in disguise and that sort of thing. And I want to compare the Amazon Basics to uh, normal rechargeables, all of that. So I wanted to get a new charger, but I also thought, hey, you guys would probably really appreciate knowing about this charger analyzer because there's a lot of battery geeks and nerds out there that like to know whether you're getting your bang for your buck in your battery or if you're just looking for a high quality charger that also has some extra functions. So, of course, I went to PowerX, uh, Maha Energy, really well known in prepping circles, really well known in any emergency preparedness, uh, you know, battery rechargeable kind of field. They seem to be top notch or one of the top ones, always been well recommended to me. And this is my second one because you guys know the old two is one, one is none thing. Well, the old one, uh, the, the eight port that I still use all the time and it's really quick, I was always worried because it has a proprietary cord on it. And if I broke it, cut it, I'm not going to be able to just run to the store and pick up a replacement. So the first thing I noticed when I opened up the box, other than this really nice heavy brick of a charger with a nice uh, backlit LCD screen, was this off-the-shelf common AC adapter that comes with it. So to me, that in a pinch, I can probably skype one of them from one of the kids' toys or something else in the house. Honestly, to me, that's worth a lot. And if I do break it, I know I can order a generic replacement online for a heck of a lot cheaper than going back and getting a replacement straight from the company. So the model number is MH-C800, 4.6 stars out of just over 100 reviews on Amazon. It's a little in the expensive territory. I paid not quite $100 Canadian for it, but it is a tool and it is a really well-built battery charger. So what's in the box? course you get this nice charger four ports it'll do double a's or triple a's and if you have the right adapters you can even put bigger ones in there from what i've been told uh, the nice ac adapter cord and a yellow and black box <laughs> they give you a link to the getting started video that's definitely worth uh, showing uh, a bunch of generic paperwork and that's really all that comes with it but honestly, all I cared about was this. I checked every single day, waiting for it to show up, waiting for it to show up, and they would never update the tracking information. It set in Toronto for like nine days, and then all of a sudden it was here. And I was like a kid at Christmas, and I was happy, and had a new toy to play with, and gonna make a whole bunch of videos with this thing. It'll handle nickel metal hydrate and NICAD batteries, um, run them through their paces. So I wanted to, not a lot of people show you how these really work. So. Let's cut to some footage I got here for you. I'll show you an up close view of this, cycle through the different things, then I'll come back and explain things real quick to you. I'll plug it in, I'll show you what it does. The LED will light up and it will cycle through. So that'll give you 
this is what it does here and now it is ready to program so first you've got four modes you've got charge you've got break-in you got discharge and you've got refresh analyze charge is pretty straightforward so we hit the up on top here you've got slot enter and then up or down for the mode buttons so we'll put a battery in there now it's going to ask me so we're going to go down see from charge to break in to discharge break in you can use for brand new batteries if you want but honestly for me the big reason i bought this was for the the charge function of course so you can hit that you hit enter that brings you in now you can set your milliamp hours there is a chart in the manual that tells you what to use but it's basically about two-thirds of the uh, the milliamp hour rating is what the milliamp uh, charge rate will be so that shows you that now let me show you something I'm gonna unplug this guy I'm gonna put four batteries in it and what I like about it is you don't have to set those settings for each one so we'll let it cycle through and then we'll go into the charge function here so we'll go back up charge we're gonna hit enter we're gonna 1200 is what we want now we're going to hold the enter down instead of just clicking it quick and there now it's going to do all four and as it runs you'll see it cycle through it tells you how long it's been the current voltage on the batteries the milliamp that's in it uh, there you are and the charge rate that it's using that's the four things it cycles through so there's that all right now we'll unplug it reset it show you again we'll let it cycle back through and We'll show you the other option here the other one that i really now refresh analyze is a specialty feature that only well not many have but warning you reading online they said it can take between 39 and 48 hours and it will literally charge discharge charge discharge and bring back batteries that are not chargeable at all and then we're going to go down to discharge we're going to hit enter now this is the rate uh, 300 milliamp seems to be the best balance you can go a lot higher than that you can go way up and kill them at a full amp right there oh, or 0.1 of an amp anyway basically uh, this is the rate that it will drain the juice out of it and then when it's done it's going to tell you what the total capacity of those batteries were i've been testing it on alkaline batteries it works really well as well do one each individually and there you are and if you want to scroll through your slots to see what the current um, conditions of the battery and set are you can just hit the slot button on top and that takes you through so I hope this up close was uh, informative for you show you how it works we'll go back out to the workshop okay so I hope that up close look really helped um, just wanted to show you guys exactly what this thing is capable of and I'm still learning I figured out how to drain alkaline batteries and get the milliamp hour rating on them and I figured out how to charge and discharge rechargeable batteries there's a little bit of a learning curve, but it's definitely worth taking the time playing with the product and getting to know how exactly it works. So, like I said, it's a little more expensive. Uh, if it had an eight port version, that would be my daily driver for rechargeable um, batteries because eight seems to be about, you know, a lot of times I'll let eight or 10 of them get dead at one time. I don't like just having to charge, haul the charger out, run four through it, run four more, but that, that's okay. I like that it takes double A's and triple A's, which is a bonus. Um, the dis honestly, I just bought it for the discharge and the charge cycles. The uh, the break-in, I guess, doesn't seem to be something that's really well used. If it's something you guys are more aware of, let me know. And the refresh, uh, what do they call that guy on the front there? Refresh analyze mode um, apparently can bring back to life dead batteries, batteries that will not be charged by any other charger. 
But like I said in the, uh, the earlier part of the video, it can take up to 48 hours to run through. So be wary of that. So if you guys are looking for a, you know, <laughs> brick shithouse style, uh, bulletproof kind of charger that has some extra features, some extra functions that you, you know, want to know if you're getting your money's worth out of, then this might just be the charger for you. Uh, like I said, what I love about it, of course, is the universal AC adapter. To me, that's worth a ton compared to the other PowerX that I have that has its own proprietary charger. Get with it, Maha Energy. You can do better than that. I'm sure there's way more into it than I know. But anyway, so yeah, if you guys are looking for a really good, really solid, uh, fully featured battery charger that'll charge them in an hour, this just could be one for you to look at. If you're interested, I got a link in the description below. You can check it out um, and go from there. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed my look at the new PowerX Maha Energy uh, Charger Analyzer. And if you want to see more videos like this, hit that subscribe button. Stick around if you're new. Interact in the community in the comments below. Give me video ideas that you'd love to see. And just keep coming around, guys. We've got an awesome community here where so many of my video ideas come from exactly you guys right there. So thanks a lot. Well, that's it for me this week, guys. I hope you appreciated it. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. Welcome back to the workshop where we build business, create community, find freedom, and share success. Saturday morning, which means it's time for the weekend workshop, which turns out to be my favorite segment of the week. And my wife and I, we love to travel. Um, and, you know, recently we haven't been able to travel long distances, but we still like to go two, three hours away to one of the big cities and spend a weekend. And we have a grab bag or a go bag that we have pre-packed so that all of the essentials are already in that bag. And I'm gonna talk about that in another video down the road, but one item we keep in there is a battery bank. Recently, well, a few months ago, we upgraded to the iPhone 12s. And one of the downsides to that was the fact it charges natively through USB-C. So I had to look for a battery pack that had USB-C charging built into it. I ended up picking up this Anchor PowerCore Slim 10,000 and ran it through its paces on my last weekend away with my wife. And I wanna tell you why I liked it, why I didn't, and whether I'm gonna actually keep using it or it's just gonna be a backup to a backup. All right guys, real quick before we dive in, if you're interested in knowing more about who I am, you can always run by toolmantim.co, that's toolmantim.co. You'll find a whole bunch of stuff there. The weekly podcast, the monthly newsletter, and the shop where I recommend a whole bunch. I've got well over 100 Amazon links to products I've tested that I've run through that have worked for me, that have made me money. There's even a preparedness section in there about backup and emergency power. So if you're looking for things that meet the Toolman Tim seal of approval, run by there and check that out. You might find something that interests you. Okay, guys. So like I said, this week I wanted to talk about the new well, new to me, Anchor PowerCore Slim 10,000. Try saying that five times fast. Actually, I had to take like six takes just to get it out there, so, but you guys don't get to see that part. So like I said, when we switch to the uh, iPhone 12s, they have the USB-C, which I like, but the biggest problem is, is not everything has a built-in USB-C charger. Now, my go-to Anchor brick for a long time has been this Anchor 20,000. Now. You might look at the bottom, you might say, hey, Tim, there's a USB-C port there. And I thought, yeah, this is great. Well, it's only for charging the brick itself. It's not a two-way port. So power can go in, but it can't come back out. So that was a little bit frustrating because, you know, 
I, I don't, first off, when you guys are in, I'm sure you're like me, when you go to a hotel, they never put outlets in a convenient spot. And those iPhone charger cables are only about yay long. And if you try to plug it in the wall and sit it next to you, you can't use it. Or every time you try to move it, you unplug it or knock it on the ground or whatever. So, and of course, anything less that I don't have to travel with makes me happy. So I like to just travel with the USB cable, leave the cube at home if I can help it. And I normally run it off of a power brick, or at least I used to. So I got digging and I needed to find an Anchor product that offered USB-C charging out to the device. I ended up settling on, I'm going to try it again here, the PowerCore Slim 10,000. That wasn't too bad. I didn't throw the Anchor in there, that's why. And so I want to compare it. So here's the 20,000. There's the 10,000. When I picked it up, I was really happy. I mean, it is light, lightweight. It's small. It's smaller. I was going to show you my phone, but I can't because I'm recording on it. <laughs> but it's smaller, way smaller than my iPhone 12. It weighs a little bit less. And it's got 10,000 milliamps, hence the model number or the name of the product. And I thought, you know what? This absolutely could do it because it has fast USB-C charging in the bottom. And I wanted to have a power brick that I could leave in our grab bag or go bag for the hotel that I didn't have to worry about because I am notorious for either forgetting a way to charge it, forgetting the cable, whatever. I'm bad at that. And of course, that go bag is also there for emergency. So if we have to leave on short notice because of an evacuation for some reason or another, we've got all of our toiletries, all of our prescriptions, everything in there. And a big part of that, of course, is having backup power for your phone. So it was time to upgrade and get something new. So let me tell you a little bit about this guy first, what you get with the package. So here's the box it comes in when you pick it up. Well, it came to me from Amazon. You get the brick, of course. And beyond that, you get a handy dandy carrying bag, which I won't use at all. An owner's manual. It's pretty self-explanatory. And a very short USB-C charging cable. I'm really glad it came with the USB-C charging cable. I thought it probably wouldn't. I figured they'd come with, you know, a USB micro or, well, really, I guess there's only a USB. I'll show you the bottom, a USB and a USB-C port there. So I guess they didn't have much of a choice, but it charges really fast. I did a temperature test because the thing does get really hot when it's charging. Of course, that's a byproduct of the USB-C, but it, uh, yeah, so it charges fast. It works really well. And I took it for, let's say, well, it was just two nights in a hotel. So we left on a Friday morning and we came back on a Sunday night. And I decided this was going to be the only thing I was going to charge my phone with the whole time. According to the math, it should be pretty close. And so I'll tell you a little bit about my journey. Okay, so the specs on this guy, the model number is an A1244. It's got 4.7 stars out of 27,000 reviews on Amazon. So people are rather happy. If you guys know the Anchor brand, again, in preparedness circles, it seems to be the go-to. They're made well. They have a nice finish on them. They seem to hold up really well. My 20,000 is a year old now, not showing any signs of giving up the ghost. They just make a good quality product. So it's got a standard 12-watt USB 2 port right there. And it has a USB-C 20-watt fast charging port on the bottom. And it's fast. They say it'll put a 50% charge in an iPhone 12 in half an hour. And I can attest to that because, again, over the weekend with my wife, I tested it out. And it does. You put that in there. We went down, soaked in the hot tub for about an hour. I come back up and I had like 65, 75% charge in the phone. So it really does work fast. But 
the biggest restriction on it is the fact that it's only 10,000 milliamps. The iPhone 12 Pro Max, that's what I have, has 3,700, has a 3,700 milliamp hour battery. So if you do the math, that means in theory, you should be able to get about two and a half charges out of this battery pack. Now, in my experience, most times you can't get that much juice out of these battery packs. It seems like you can get about 80% of the capacity. So, after doing some quick back of the napkin math, this should be good for about two charges on my iPhone. And I am a heavy user of the iPhone, as you know, I do all, all my editing, uploading, all my social media, everything comes from my iPhone, basically. And that being said, I should have been able to make it through the weekend. But spoiler alert, I didn't. So halfway through the second night, I only got about a 50% charge in my phone and I had to plug my phone in, in the truck on the way home that next day. So real life use, I charged my phone before we left the house Friday morning. I had a full charge going down. Friday night when we slept in the hotel, I plugged my phone in, let it get a full charge out of this. Then the next day I used my phone. I usually get down below 20% when I plug it in again. I plugged it in that night, so that would have been Saturday night. I woke up Sunday morning and had about a 50% charge. I was only able to get about one and a half charges out of this. Now there might be, who knows exactly, do you lose a little more using the USB-C because it's faster, you get some heat, you get some loss. I don't know, not sure. Because I had an old, uh, the red brick charger that you guys have seen me use before. And it's actually a, uh, you know, a conductive charger. So you can just set it on top and, you know, wireless charging. And I couldn't get half the capacity out of that. And I think a lot of it was loss of heat and loss through that conductive charging. So this guy, yes, it's awesome. If you're not a heavy phone user, it's great. If it's for overnight, great. When I travel, this is still going to sit in my bag because, well, it, it works. It gives me, you know, in a pinch. And of course, in an emergency, you're not going to be living on your phone like you do on a regular basis like I do. If you... Take power in dribs and drabs over time for your phone. This will last you a long time. Now, the biggest thing I was looking for or would like is a 20,000 milliamp with a USB-C charger. Basically, I would love for them to go back to the old standard and add a USB output, USB-C output on this 20,000 milliamp. Show you right there too, real quick. So there is the display. You just click that button. It shows you your uh, power, the, the level that's in there for a charge. So I ended up, first off, do I like it? Yes. Do I love it? Not for my situation. This is perfect for a lot of people who aren't heavy users of them, but I would still go back and recommend the Anchor 20,000 milliamp brick because for me, whenever I travel, I can use that. And my wife can use it and we're happy. We actually use it around the house quite a bit. It's easier to plug that in when we're sitting down at night than it is to run an extension cord and plug your phone in. But again, the biggest downside to the 20,000 uh, 20, milliamp is no native USB-C out. So what I ended up doing, I bought for like eight bucks on Amazon, a USB 2 to USB-C adapter and I plug it in the bottom. I normally just leave it there when we're using it. When I put it in storage, I take it out and put it back in its little package. So that has solved it. You know, it's not as fast, but that's okay. I don't need speed. I just need, uh, you know, density of power for when I'm traveling. So, you know, these two products, they definitely complement one another. The Slim is great for fitting in your pocket or if you're just going out for a day or maybe a day hike or something like that. If you're going for two nights or more and you need something a little bit longer, 
I would honestly recommend sticking with the 20,000 milliamp for the time being. But again, the biggest problem is all the iPhones have gone to USB-C, so you either need an adapter, which really does suck, or you can get by with the 10,000 milliamp. So I hope that helps, guys. I, uh, I wanted to share with you my real-world experience using one of these battery packs. I hate it when people just come on and say, hey, here's an unboxing, and <laughs> here's the product. I think it'll work. I'd rather take the time, run it through its paces, use it for you know me and the missus when we travel away, because anything I buy, and, and you, may, you guys may always wonder why most of my uh, reviews come out positive, and it's simply because, number one, most everything I buy to review on this channel is something that I really need in real life. And number two, I spend a metric shit ton of time researching products before I buy them. So most times, unless something come, you know, jumps out of left field and surprises me, I know I'm going to be pretty satisfied with the product. But I want to let you know the good, the bad, and the ugly of most of this. And like I said, Anchor never disappoints. It's on me that it's a 10,000. I knew that. I bought it. Wanted to try it out and see. And in real world use, I got about a day and a half out of it instead of two days. Two days would have been perfect. But that's okay. So guys, if you have other reviews, other preparedness items you want me to cover, I love doing this, especially on these workshop weekend se sessions. I just love taking the time and talking about things that I'm passionate about, like backup power and preparedness and making sure that everyone out there is independent and self-sufficient enough to take care of themselves even for three or four days in a bad situation. Heaven help us hope it never ever happens, but it's important to be prepared. It's like buying an umbrella and then it doesn't rain or spending thousands of dollars on a, uh, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on a uh, heavy duty snowblower or snow tractor <laughs> and then it doesn't snow for the next three winters. It's like having insurance, you know, guys? So anyway, if you have suggestions, throw them in the comments below. I always love you guys coming by and so much of my content comes from you guys in the community. I love spending the time talking with you. I love you guys dropping by and hanging out in the workshop. And if you're new here and you want to keep seeing more of this, hit the subscribe button, stick around, keep coming back, but introduce yourself in the comments below, throw some ideas around, share your knowledge, because that's how we grow as a community. All right, guys, that's it for me this week. Take care, and as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. Welcome back to the workshop where we build business, create community, find freedom, and share success. It's Sunday night, which means it's time for another Talking Tools live stream. And we have got a special one for you this week. Before we go on, if you guys need to know anything more about me, if you're new here, and uh, so welcome. Oh my goodness. Sorry guys, we had a little bit of, this is the First time we are trying out a couple of these new things here. Sorry about that. <laughs> We're going live. Anyway, so I've got Joseph Millis here with me tonight. He is coming in to share with me his top five hand tools. Tell us a little bit about him. And it's live, so anything can happen. So hang in there and we'll bring him on. Hey, Joseph, well, hey, how guys. are you? <laughs> hey, guys, from Oklahoma over here. Finally getting to hang out with Tim a little bit on here. Right on. Well, thanks for coming by, man. I know we've been chatting for a little bit ahead of time. And uh, this is our, my, well, my very first dual. Uh, I, we're trying a few things out first off. So Joseph's the very first interview and him and I chat all the time. So it should be like two old friends talking. Yeah. But if you're joining me as well, uh, you'll also see we're 
multi-streaming over on Float and on Odyssey. So if you're there, um, pop in and say hello. I'd love to hear from you. And if you guys don't know Joseph, I'm sure a lot of you do, but uh, he runs the Millis Construction YouTube channel, but I don't want to spoil what he has to tell us. So Joseph, who is Joseph Millis? Tell me a little bit about you. Oh man. Well, I started out years ago. We moved here from North Carolina and uh, started getting into kind of the whole Oklahoma thing. We bought a farm. We we switched over from commercial fishing in North Carolina. We sold out of everything there. Spent that on a 160-acre farm here where I kind of just went whole hog Oklahoma. We started training horses and worked my way into riding lessons and all that. And I did that for quite a few years. But the whole time I was doing that, my family was all buying rent houses. And they weren't having any luck finding anybody that they felt good about <laughs> working on their houses. So they were trying to get me to do that the whole time. And uh, eventually they pretty well succeeded, I would say, as that's most of what I do now between that and then working for outside customers too. But from the very beginning of that, I've just had a thing for tools. So I've, I've never had much of anybody to talk about them to, except people who you're just, you know, probably annoying with it. But um started out, you know, with all my cobalt tools and the best stuff I could get from Lowe's that would fit the budget of the job I was on, you know, and it's just been an evolution from there of working my way up a little at a time and uh, just enjoying more and more what I do, learning how to charge, how to, you know, actually make this where you can use the tools that you want to use. It, it's been a really, really fun trip from horse trainer, commercial fisherman to working on houses at this point. So it's been an interesting life the last 10, 15 years. So how many, uh, how many properties you said you guys got into rentals and stuff. So how many ballpark do you look after right now? Right at 60 houses at this Ooh. point that I'm the only guy that works on them other than, you know, if we call in plumbers, electricians, things like that, as far as the whole remodels, the turnovers, all that, it's all me hundred percent. So and you find time to do all that, do you? <laughs> well, there's 24 hours in a day and I use about 16 of them, I think. That's all right. And then you're working at a hotel right now too? Yes. I went over there originally. I got a, we fixed a restaurant across the street there downtown last year. Some people from Facebook may remember that. We tore out a whole commercial kitchen, rebuilt the whole thing from the floor up on a hundred and something year old building. So pretty much living on a job where the city is in there wanting to see what you're doing every single day. So it was a really, really tough introduction to commercial work. But from there, now this hotel's across from that. And the gentleman that owns the restaurant referred me over here because of just maybe 10 fire doors that needed fixed on this hotel. <laughs> and I went in there to give him a quote on fire doors. And I don't think we worked on fire doors for the first 10 days of being there. And uh, he just wanted me for a few hours. And the first week was 53. So, <laughs> And you're still there, right? Still there. Well, things keep breaking down at an unbelievable pace. So I don't know what to do about it. You're seeing you got a, a bit of a leak issue you're dealing with over there right now? Yeah, had a had a PEX fitting, I guess, that the plumbers installed that either moved or it was on a faulty fitting or something in the wall behind a sink. And it had to be on the fourth floor. <laughs> so took out floors, ceilings, floors, ceilings, walls, all the way down to the hotel laundry on the first floor. 
So talk about a mess. And so how long have you been running uh, Millis Construction? Uh, since 2010 or so, I believe. But in See. the very beginning, it was more of just working on, you know, houses that family needed me to work on. You know, you got to kind of build up your skills and get started at it. Mm -hmm. I was coming right off of teaching people how to ride horses. So it isn't quite exactly the same there. <laughs> I always said that uh, horses is the quickest way to turn money into manure you're ever going to find. Yeah. But I, but then I, I said that one day in front of an old rancher and uh, he gave me a pretty dirty look because, you know, they, they, they love their horses, you know, so. Well, I, I still remember the first, the first couple of winters after I got married, um, my wife's shock at the fact you could spend thousands of dollars on grass. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. The hay was, I guess, a pretty, pretty big surprise. Well, tell her to come to Canada. Grass is legal up here and you can spend thousands <laughs> on that too. Unfortunately, it is here now too. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> took over this state. So you've kind of slid in. Obviously, uh, you uh, quite a way. Um, you slid into doing content creation and a YouTube mm -hmm. channel. So, why did you do it? Tell me a little bit about it and why you got started. Oh, man. Yeah, it came from just keeping upgrading my tools, and um, you kind of tend to talk to the people around you about it and everything else, and. They have zero interest in hearing about what's so great about your next scriptwriter. Yeah, I understand. They do not care less. There's no <laughs> they have to sit there and endure it because your friends with there's nothing mm -hmm. they can do. So I uh, one of my very first videos is I bought this this whole jig thing that works with a Festool router to make your MFT tops, you know, to copy those dogs hole tops and I kept looking online and there's just nobody showing you how to use it so you know what I don't know anything about this YouTube thing set my camera up my phone in the trailer out there and uh, I just did it in real time no editing really whatsoever we we built a top with the thing put it up there and that video the thing was I never even checked back on that video after the first week or two so I never even knew it had any success until almost a year later I, I clicked into my channel for no real reason. I was, had uploaded a video just randomly. I got over 200, 300 subscribers. Wow. And that video has been watched like 10,000 times. Maybe I should make another video. <laughs> and it just, it just went from there. And uh, it's been the same kind of a thing that you can see with the tools. As soon as I start something like that, I probably take things too far. I, I like my space all built out. I like everything has to be, I don't know. It's probably an actual problem, but I really enjoy it. You know what? It's the, it, it's the curse of being an entrepreneur. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of those things that whatever you do, you're going to go, you know, balls to the wall with it. You're going to do the best you can. And if you're going to do it, you're going to succeed. And That's obviously right. you, you've been doing it with your business. You've been doing it with your channel. And I'm pretty sure you do it with just about every aspect of your life. Right. And that's what happens. You, you got to be careful what else you take on because you're going to take it on way too hard and there's no more room. No, you can only fit so many rocks in the container. Right. And then all of a that's sudden right. you're dropping them on your feet. That's right. Thankfully, this kind of fits in. I can shoot videos at work sometimes, but being able to do it in the shop has really made it nice. But we've only had the shop now for maybe a year and a half and as something on the channel less than a year i think but i love it 
And you've got quite a nice little dedicated um, shooting space out there now, don't you? Yeah. And surprisingly, building that whole space out, I think, was maybe two or three hundred dollars in material. I just put some quarter inch plywood on the walls and painted it all black. And I ripped down some one by fours and painted those black and just did everything in flat black. So it looks more like you do here on the screen and less like this. Don't worry about it. But uh, if I could ever get any internet in that shop, we'd have a really nice setup. But that may be a year or two down the road still on that. That's all but, right. Uh, we're, we're working on it. So throw out a question there that uh, not to throw you for a loop, but so, you know, you've been doing it for a few years now and you're obviously pretty good at it, but if there's somebody out there that's just starting, what, what does somebody, well, the first video you shot, what did you use for that? Oh man. The very first video I shot was a stack of books for a tripod. Yep. My phone. And I don't think I knew anything about lighting yet. <laughs> And lighting is nearly 90% of the whole experience other than audio. If you can't mm -hmm. see the person on there and you can't hear them, you're not going to watch it. But boy, the thing is, you just have to set it up there and you have to shoot it. And you, you don't know what you're doing wrong till you do it. And just got to learn a little bit you. as you go. Yeah. Oh boy. Yes, they will. They, they absolutely will tell you. I got so many comments on audio and lighting for the first year or two. It was, it was unbelievable. Some of them almost discouraging, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, you learn real soon. There's a little button there blocked from the channel and then you can relax again. <laughs> you sure can. And Hey, I don't, I don't know about you, but being an, you know, running the handyman business and being an entrepreneur and putting yourself out there on social media, a feller has got to have thick skin. Oh man. Yeah, you do. But after a while, once you see a little bit of success with it, some of it is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, I've bumped into multiple people now. Just, I just live in a town of 50,000 people or so. And I've bumped into two or three people over the last couple of years that already knew me from here. Seriously. And yes, um, there'll be other contractors come in on a job. I've had one of them recognize me before on a commercial job site here. Watched my veto bag videos. You know, he loved mm -hmm. the loadouts and apparently that that's his thing. And um, then there's another handyman here in town that found me on YouTube too. And just, eventually figured out where I lived and it had to be here from my videos and uh, ended up going out to lunch a few times with him. So it's been kind of, kind of a neat deal. That's but, cool. I, I was trying to think the other day how you and I first met and I, I would it have been off of the handyman Facebook most likely page from the handyman journey. Yeah. You were posting links to maybe how to videos. This may have been that long ago. And I can't, I mean, I was just really starting too. I may have had three or 400 subscribers, if that, you know, and I said, man, there's somebody else doing YouTube. And I've always had this thing where if there's other small YouTubers that are in this niche kind of that we're in, I want to talk to them. I want to tell them what I know. And if it, some of them, if I've got any, you know, microphones that I'm not using now, if I've got a couple little tripods, whatever, I'll just ship them out to them, you know, get started. <laughs> that's it right one foot in front of the other like how yeah. often do you get questions from people hey how do i become a youtuber or what do i do to get started uh usually not in comments on videos people are a little i guess mm -hmm. they don't want to do that but i'll get messages 
know, Instagram or Facebook Messenger usually on that. And it'll just be a random person that maybe I don't even know, but they've been a subscriber forever and they think they know me. So we just hit it right off usually and it, it's great. But that's the whole key is you got to set up that camera and you got to start shooting. Otherwise, you're never going to do it. Absolutely. So, so what, what kind of jobs do you do with Millis Construction then? We'll jump back over there a little. Oh, man. Um, well, we can have everything from cleaning out the nastiest rent house that you'd never want to see to, you know, this commercial work and rebuilding the whole kitchen and stuff like that. So it's literally pretty well everything. I might be cleaning out a kitchen. I might be cleaning out a fridge one day. <laughs> that you really don't even want to open. And the next day we might be, you know, dressed up and working in a hotel lobby or a, you know, a restaurant here in town, something like that. But I love every bit of it. And the real allure to this whole job for me has been that it's different every day. I, I love the different stuff. I, I don't do well doing the mm -hmm. exact same thing all the time. You know, it, it's just been kind of who I am that way. I have to, I, I don't know. I have to be doing new things all the time. I have to be learning and challenging myself, I guess, would be more the way to put it there. But if I'm not challenged, I'll get bored with it and I'll do something different. Uh, again, I think that's back to the <laughs> entrepreneurial mindset, man. Like that is 100%. That's what that is. You, you, and I think that's what's fun about being a handyman is, boy, there's no end to the, the levels you can take your business, that's the right. levels you can take your work, and you can just there's always something new. You know what it's I mean? Like thing, it's the same thing as this. It's where oh, you yeah. have to just start. Go buy a paintbrush and just paint your own house. Figure mm -hmm. it out. You will get there. Uh, you just you just have to start. That's all it is. Just get That's going and, and then keep moving. And uh what do I what do I always say? Like the one percent better be every satisfied. day. Yep. And yeah. and learn something new. Like this year. I know it might be an awful thing to say. I'm a handyman who'd never done vinyl siding work before. And you've seen it. I'm yeah, doing my house this year. It looks good. Looks like you do it every day. <laughs> yeah, right? So, and now, yeah. now I got the confidence to to go out and maybe side a shed for somebody or side a garage. But Absolutely. Any, 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 any uh, you know, wannabe or, or up and coming handyman, man, that's the way to do it. Learn at home where the stress is low and then, you know, go from there. Yeah. Every new thing you do that you've not done before, it's just fantastic. You're learning things the whole time. For me, that's the whole game. That first call to actually go work on a commercial property, you talk about a little bit of a little bit of that beginner fear that you can get on anything. It's like, well, I know I've done a similar thing on residential for the last decade or so, but I have never done it in this environment or for this caliber of owner of property or look at the risk there is involved on a property this big. Just get your insurance right and go ahead and and get, stretch yourself a little bit and you'll be really happy you did. It's 100%. And yeah, and it's good to know that, you know, that you still get butterflies or that nervousness when you're doing something new too because oh yeah I, I do all the time absolutely I, I don't i don't think that goes away no and i guess that's good hey i guess if if, you, if it did maybe we, we wouldn't care anymore right or we wouldn't be too right. i don't know you'd end up but, stuck right where you're at mm -hmm. You'll just and that would be it. what keeps you comfortable you, you've got to keep you got to keep going 
So you said but, your your wife, uh, she gets tired of hearing you talk about tools like mine does, does she? Well, I'm sure she wouldn't say that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, mine wouldn't either. I mean, maybe subconsciously or like, you know, honey, go start a YouTube channel, right? Well, but, let's see. If the conversation changes direction more than twice, maybe. <laughs> and it wasn't your decision to change it. They probably are not that into it. So. So what, so yeah, talking about tools and whatnot then. So what are, what are your, some of your favorite brands? The ones that you like to annoy your wife with a little bit when you're chatting about them. Oh man, I've, I've got a few. Um, lately it looks like the channel's about half turned into a Vera channel. Those, those tools from Germany that are made in Czech Republic, you know, I, I had a screwdriver one this last week with this that came out, I guess on Friday, Thursday, Friday, mm -hmm. something like that. But this brand, apparently people love to see these tools and I love to use them. So they've kind of taken off on the channel but man last week two or a couple weeks ago i did one on the pb swiss stuff i bought a whole well chris here on my channel i don't know if he's in here watching or not is that chris, chris dixon chris fife okay from my channel he he comments on a lot of era stuff and everything else and he'll always say you've got to try pb swiss you got to try PB swiss so he recommended the tool lady to go get these from. And I just went, you know, if I'm going to try a new brand, I'm going to try it all the way. So I, I made an order and I slept on it and I made another order. And the end of the next day, I'd made a third order and she put them all in one box and sent them all over. Nice. So those, those there. And obviously, uh, Knipex, I'm very into Knipex. Um, and they've been nice enough that they've sent the channel, you know, boxes of tools now a few times. So, that that to me has been one of the most exciting levels to finally reach with this where they'll actually send you stuff and you found that out you know with diablo blades and things like that over there when they send you stuff it's like a great way to make content that you didn't have to buy an item to talk about man i got a whole bunch built in coming up down the road you know but i i, bet. I know you've introduced me to a ton and i was going to say you know ted he, he, he's a, a viewer on both our channel, my channel and yes. yours. And he's always telling me how you talk him into buying really expensive stuff and you've oh, got man. good taste. I know. He, he did tell me the last week though, that I talked him into buying the cheapest tool that I've ever talked him into buying. And what one was that? That was the Tajima chalk line. You know, mm. um, Tajima's kind of on the channel with me now too. And I carry mm -hmm. their tapes now usually carry the fast cap pro carpenter that's been kind of my go-to for a long time these ones that you can actually just write on with a pencil and then rub it off with your finger so if you're working you know up on the ceiling or whatever you can write your crown measurements down right on here and then when you get to the saw and you go was that five eighths or seven eighths you can look right there on your tape and you have it so that's kind of a slick little deal but tajima sent me so many tools it's amazing and uh, I've been carrying their their GS tape here for the last little while. And they actually send you this deal with it where it goes on your belt. And you can just unclip it right off of that. And it just snaps in. Oh. And I've got really hooked on that because this one I was carrying with a little leather um, tape holster. Mm -hmm. I think it's called a pocket hitch, maybe. It's all leather made in the U.S. And that kind of protects your pocket from tearing it up with these tapes. But Tajima just has one that comes with the tape. So that's pretty cool. Their lights fit on the same thing, all their little, you know, tools like that. So you can clip a light on your same tape clip, whatever you want to do. And it's just, it's handy. I almost want to say it might have been 
Might have been Ted again. I, I love you, Ted. You're a good guy. It was talking about <laughs> that, the modular clip system like that, that you can clip onto your belt or yes. clip onto the wall. Yep. It, it's pretty cool. They sent me, they have a bunch of new lights they came out with, headlamps and magnetic lights and stuff, and they sent me a handful of those, and they clip right on these as well. So it, it's kind of neat. You can pop your tape off and put a light on your side, and the beam will point forward or whatever you want. Kind of neat. But, yeah, that that driver there was kind of my go-to for, oh, the last, wow, several years probably. This little Vera with the bit storage in it right there. And it's a ratcheting driver also, just a magnetic tip. But this has kind of been my thing for a long time. I, I love this deal. I've got two or three of them. They're in about every bag. But now I'm trying to, you know, get used to this PB Swiss. But it's been kind of cool because it holds 10 bits there inside the top. Oh, yeah. Different access, you know. So you have to kind of flip it out like that. And you got 10 there. And then they go back together like that. But it has a whole lot tighter ratcheting mechanism on the PB Swiss than the Vera does. This one has a lot more play and everything in it. So you can tell this is significantly more, but I bet you can get two or three Veras for the price of this one. Does uh, the Vera have the um, the fast uh, the fast ratcheting, like where you can speed it up, you push the button or no? Oh, that that's the Vera Turbo. And I have okay. that. I did a video on that just a little while back. The only issue with the Vera Turbo is it won't really tighten something down, like to torque it down. Mm -hmm. The speed will run it all the way down real quick for you, and then you have to push the button and take it off of speed to do that final tight, or your first loosen before you speed it up. It's really handy, you know, if you have those outlets that you have to put an extension screw on. It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You get carpal tunnel. Yep. Yeah, you can get in there and avoid the carpal tunnel. Yeah, and <laughs> just... But about everybody will say, well, why don't you just grab your impact and zip it down? And well, I don't know. I, I'm all, all into hand tools, maybe maybe too far. I, I just love them. So, Well, if you're thing. like me, sometimes I, uh, I get a little carried away with the impact and I go in a little too far and all of a sudden, and it's, yeah. So sometimes yeah. it's easier to finish them up, you know. But uh, Ted said the, that. It's a tough built clip tech, the system that, that offers okay. that. So anybody's okay. interested because I, I got to pick some of that up down the road because I love that modular stuff, but gotcha. I, uh, yeah. It, it's said, pretty neat. You this, said, um, Tajima. Tajima and they have the clip on lights too. Do they, did you yeah, say? That's, yeah. That's the tape. I've been wearing this tape ever since it came in. This one's got metric and Imperial, you know, got to have some freedom units on there along with those others. <laughs> What's that? What <laughs> is that? M what is that metric stuff? I don't, I don't use that. I don't know. I don't so. know. It's from up there, wherever you're from. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, we, we've got. Do you yeah. ever use Imperial up there? Or Imperial or metric? Imperial. Oh, everything. Like uh, oh. I, I, oh yeah, I measure everything. Like I, when I cut my boards, they're all feet and inches. If, if I go to the doctor, okay. I'm in pounds. But, oh, I did a one minute. I'll have to show you sometime. But, but your roads are in thing. kilometers. They are. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, so I we're, we've got this weird hybrid system that makes less than zero cents. That's and worse than here. It is. At least you guys know, you know, I mean, I might not be able to tell how many feet's in a mile, but at least you got, you you know, right? And up here, <laughs> we can't make up our mind. Like, you can go to the liquor store and you can get a quart of something that's 750 milliliters. And some people will say one thing, some will say the other. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that that's just confusing. 
but with using so much Festool and everything, having a tape that does both is kind of something I have to do. I do miss my little writing spot on these. That would be really cool if Tajima would do something like that. I don't know if FastCap has that, you know, because you can take your pencil there and you can just mm -hmm. write right on your tape. Oh, I like, yeah. It. And then you just hit it and you can just take it right off with your finger just like that and you're back to ready to write again your next measurement when i'm up the top of the ladder sometimes i'm i in, in a pinch fat maxes are big enough they got some big yellow spots on the back there i write them in with a pencil because <laughs> i i don't know yeah. like you're up the top of a 24 foot ladder you take a measurement you get to the bottom what in the hell was that measurement you know so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that's true but that's just handies. It goes up there with you. But this whole system of clipping your tape on, I've gotten really hooked on that this last couple of months. I'm going like to check that out. The, and you don't have to worry. You know, somebody gets your tape. This this thing won't fit on a belt. <laughs> no it good to it. It has its own little cleat. So if you don't have that, you're not using it. They'll put Bluetooth tracking in it pretty soon so you can disable your tape measure too, right? You're going to need a light too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need be a LED somewhere right in there. Yeah, yeah but this, patent it right now joseph patent it you know <laughs> with these uh block lauder pants that i wear too these little pika pencils they're kind of one of my go-to deals they live right in my right in my pencil pocket on here and they're they're kind of like the tape in that this sleeve stays in my pocket all the time it has those really aggressive clips yeah. on the side so when you pull your pencil out you just take your pencil out and this little protector stays in there and you're never trying to, you know, get your lead out or anything. It's just, it's already good to go. So kind of. You handy. ever see, you ever see the YouTuber silver, silver symbol. He does a lot of, he's a real big one. He does a lot of battery powered generator stuff, but he had okay. that pencil on there a little while ago and it blew me away. I, I've been looking and I see, you know, of course, being north of the border, some things aren't available as easily as others. Right. right. So I go on uh, Amazon and it was like, it's like $75 plus $50 shipping or something insane For like that? that. Oh, it was because it was coming from the States, you know, but whatever. Oh man. Yeah. I think these are around 15 bucks or so, maybe 12, 15 bucks, somewhere in there. I, I got to pick up and they have, uh, they got Sharpie inserts for those two or something similar. They do. There's whole sets of them. I've done a few videos on them. They have kits in the, in little book like folders that'll have all, all your different colors of Pika markers especially like the white ones. The white ones are super handy. When you get a hold of something black or dark colored, you can make all your marks with a white pencil. And it, it's pretty, pretty handy. But they have a little I, sharpener right in the bottom. So you just sharpen your lead right there too. Oh, just, just right. Well, if I can get my, I got to get used to doing this on an iPad. Sorry. Yeah, sharpener right there. Oh, that's you cool. Can just, you can just pop your deal in there and just sharpen your lead tools with i think it's tools with souls he said uh to think i always kept a small notebook in my belt like how old-fashioned is that i mean come on right on your tape measure right so well if you're doing whole rooms you know sometimes it's nice to measure and i guess yeah but now we use apple notes i think <laughs> yeah oh yeah collaborated a apple notes and i love my uh my little um bosch room measure the digital mm -hmm. one you know two oh, snaps wow. and then i you know what i do instead of writing it down i take a picture with my phone in yeah. the room so I know what room it is. Then I go to the next one. Da -da, done. You know, right. I, man, that's oh, oh I love and you that. You can item. just pull it right up there on markup on your phone or now on the iPad here is great with the pencil. And wherever you took that measurement, just write it right down that wall. That's that baseboard there, that baseboard there. And you have it all when you walk out of the room. It's, it's crazy stuff. 
It, I remember working at a hardware store. I remember the first time somebody came in with a digital camera. This is going to make me old, you know, makes me sound old. But <laughs> I was over in the plumbing section and they're like, I need this piece and this piece. I'm like, and I couldn't figure it out. I didn't have a clue what they meant. And he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll show you. And he pulls out the digital camera. This is before phones even had cameras on. He's like, look. And he zooms yeah. in. He's like, I said, this is going to change everything. But I'm also the guy who said nothing would ever get any better than the fax machine either. Right. So I don't know. <laughs> Can't hardly find anybody that has one anymore. Ain't that the truth, you know? But so besides, besides I brought you on. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Gotta carry one of those too. What do you got there? What is that? That's the Milwaukee Ink Soul. Oh. One of those. They're they're like a Sharpie, but just a little bit better. They'll kind of... they'll they'll write, you know, when things are dirty, wet, whatever, and they hold up just really well. They're they're like a buck. They're yes, sir. Deal, but yeah, that's that's my go-to marker. So I I've got my my Pika and that for my markers that just live in my pocket all the time. But yeah, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just yeah. So I brought well, we brought you on, of course. I mean, we'll talk about tools all night, and you and I know when we get <laughs> talking, we talk. But so, but the reason I brought you on was to share your top five hand tools. Plus, yeah. I think you have a bonus too. So why don't you start? Tell me whatever you want to start with. Okay, well, that's kind of some of the ones we've been doing here because I wear these block water pants and I almost ought to call them a tool at this point because, man, once I wore a pair of, the, I ordered a pair of their heavier X1600s that, mm -hmm. you know, they're they're great in the wintertime and all, but they are a little heavy. So I moved on to their lighter weight styles and uh, they're about half the price too for the lightweight ones. So kind of an easier thing to get into in the summer. But they have all my little pockets in the side and i've got a video you can go see over on the channel if you want to see how these work i i'm not going to stand up and turn this into a different kind of video <laughs> <laughs> we'll start getting super chats for that won't we oh boy but they've got the perfect pockets for all of this stuff there's two pencil pockets on each leg and they have notches down them so if you still are old school and you carry one of those yellow pencils that you keep sharp and then until it's nothing left you can keep moving it down the side of that pocket and it's you can use it right down to a couple inches long. Nice. But I keep my markers in a couple on one side and then behind that I have probably one of the most useful tools ever and there's a reason it kind of wound up in my channel art and everything else you know you can tell what this is right in my little emojis and stuff on the channel but this is a seven inch pliers wrench from Knipex and 100, 180 millimeter, I believe it is there on the side. It's almost worn off, but kind of went all out from everyday carry one. I got the comfort grip handles, the chrome, everything else. And these are not cheap, but the amount of stuff they will replace and do is amazing. Once you use one of these things, an adjustable wrench is, it, there's just no place for it in your bag anymore, really. Because when you, when you put this on a nut, when you actually put it on there and you go to tighten down on it to turn, you can see the jaws close. So you don't have any rounding over and there are no teeth inside here. They're all smooth. So if you're working on like a bathroom faucet or fitting where you don't want to put a pair of something on there with teeth, that's going to leave marks. And now you're going yep. to go buy the faucet. Use one of these, your shower heads, all that kind of thing. They're fantastic. And they make these up to, you know, big pairs, but, if I was to tell anybody the first one of their German tools that they should ever buy, it would probably be a pliers wrench because 
I don't know how you live without one once you have one. They're just, they're too perfect. But you can start with one that has the slimmer handles. They have ones with just plastic grip, ones with, you know, more the mechanic style, the grippy, grippy handle mm -hmm. here. But I like these. And when you get on a nut like that too, you can see, look how close these handles are together too. And a lot of those things you get, you'll have handles that are all open like this and you're trying to get, you know, good leverage on it and you can't. When these get together like that, on a nut and they do that at pretty well any setting of the range so you can get on that and get some legit pressure on a nut and make that thing turn so these are my pocket ones a little seven inch but in my bags i've got you know at least two pairs of 10 inch in each one of my main bags like my electrical my plumbing bag and all that and i kind of have a setup for each thing these are just, they kind of have to be my top five because they live on me every single day. And I don't think I use anything else more than this. But besides this, it's, I really, I still have to say it's this, but even though I'm using this all the time, I've ran this one for several years. So, and I think this is around $41 or so, right around a $40 screwdriver. But for a really nice quality ratcheting driver, it's really not that bad. And it fits all your normal stuff. You can stick your little DeWalt bits in here if you insist on not using <laughs> a German bit. That's your decision. Now, now when you put that online, you might get a two. Like I do occasionally if I pop this open and you can see there are GRK bits in there out of the screw boxes. Whatever. Like you have to work in the tools that you have on the job every day. But that is just a fantastic one to start with right here. And you can, you can say that an impact driver and all that is something you need every day too, but there's nothing you use more than a screwdriver and a wrench. If you've got those two tools right there, it's amazing how many jobs you can walk in without any tools except those two. Mm -hmm. And you can make some good money with those two tools right there. So do I dare ask what those uh, Nipex kind of ballpark for? Uh, if I just guessed right here, I'm going to say in the $70 range. Okay. Those. So they're not, they're not horrible, but it'll, all of that depends on whether you're getting Chrome finish or whatever. If you buy the low, it's going to work the exact same way. This is just when you know what you want to have in your pocket every day. <laughs> you don't have to have these for every pair you have, you know, but even the slimmer handles are nicer in your tool bags, I think, even than these. I buy a lot of the slim handles now. Just They don't take up as much room as these big comfort grips. But these get used on things they should not be used on all the time because they're right here in my pocket. There's no reason you should have this on that nut right there. Right. But I have. Sure. I have stood on these to break stuff loose before. So... It can be done, and they're not broken. So, obviously, they're still. But between those two, if you have to start with two tools that are nice, if you're going to buy your first two quality tools, I would get a set like that right there. And, you know, right there's on. a lot of other ratcheting brands. There's Roll Gear and all these others that people like. But these are solid for me. And I don't think anybody argues with a Knipex pliers wrench at this point. I, I don't know anybody that can try to tell you that a adjustable wrench can beat this. There's no. And they're pretty much a buy it for life, aren't they? Like, I mean, they should last yeah. a yeah, long time. They have time. a lifetime warranty as well. Okay. So, you know, if you have that kind of an issue, if you buy from somewhere like KC tool um, and there's links to that over on my channel that you can go click on if you don't know how to get to KC tool yet, but 
they've got all of this stuff and they will handle your warranties for you usually right through them. They're, they're an awesome company. Nice. Might cost you just a few dollars more than Amazon to buy from them, but you're also getting a little more help with your orders. And if you ever break something, get with them, you know? Okay. And I'll have for everybody else too. I'll have the I'll have Joseph's links to all his top five here at the end. Once the when they the live streams when they re-upload, they they take a little while to process. Afterwards, it'll all be in there for you. So now I've used now we all have one of these in our pocket these days, right? Yep. We all know what that one is, right? Don't we? <laughs> and this is not a fancy German anything. I don't. This is just one from Lowe's that looked kind of cool the other day, and I grabbed it. But I've carried the Lens Golds for the last several years. They've kind of been my my go-to. I like one that folds up to go in my pocket. It's just a just my thing. I, I like that little compact size. And these pants have a little pocket with Velcro that is exactly this size. And so these little folding razor blades go right in there. But any of these, the Lenox Golds are fantastic. If you go with the better Linux version, it has blade storage in here, and it'll even have a Phillips and a number two square that will flip out on the back end. And man, if you're not carrying one of those Veras already, then you've got it right there. And what I've really found that useful for is when you're up painting. You'll be up on somebody's soffit or something, and there'll be mm -hmm. cable clamps from the TV company. And in a pinch, you can go ahead and back that thing out instead of having to get down and go get a screwdriver. It's not Absolutely. your screwdriver, but it will get it done. And that's cool it having it in your pocket. This one does not have that. This is just a Fiskars that, I don't know, it's kind of neat because it has the rapid open with your hand there. You know, you can just flick it open. So I had to try one. Pretty comfortable. Had a lot of sheetrock to cut. It is what it is. But get one of these. You, you have to have one nowadays. You have an instantly sharp knife anywhere you are. And you need this to open your German tools when you get them. So ain't that the truth that I, I use the, the, the Milwaukee uh, fastback and I, I love that thing. And they've, they've got a, a new, um, a new updated one as well with the, I think yes. it's got a Phillips bit on it and it looks re Yeah. It's pretty good. I think. And I need to go pick one up from your link. One of these days I will, I'll do that. Uh, they keep, <laughs> I need to you know what, that one. keep an eye out because for whatever reason, lately, they've been they've been putting them on about i forget what the regular retail is but they've been coming on for 9.99 about once every two mm -hmm. weeks so keep an eye out i'll throw another video up when they show up probably but but if you guys really look for you know the if you're trying to get a few german tools jump on that kc tool company website just for a second every day run down to the bottom and click tool of the day sometimes stuff is half off or more they'll hmm. have one tool each day and if you can snag it on that day, you're doing really good. And if you if your order is $100 or more, it's like free shipping and a whole pack of German tool stickers. So you'll get all your cool little wear stickers and all that good stuff to stick behind you on the wall. Which gotcha. I guess I need to get started at some point with a sticker wall. But <laughs> Well, I got my first official stickers the other day from uh, Millis Construction down in the States. So I, uh, I got to yeah. figure out what I'm going to do with them. Man, I think that I think that lady did an amazing job drawing that little emoji. I couldn't believe how good that came out. And you got it from uh, Fiverr, is that right? Where mm -hmm. you got yours? Yeah, they're yeah. awesome. They did my logo too, and they're incredible. She she drew that whole thing, color and perfect little cartoon character, just like I wanted, and it looks much like me, to be honest. And she did that for thirty bucks. 
So that, that's incredible. I, I, it's yeah. awesome. Anybody looking for somebody to get any inexpensive graphic work done? Fiverr's incredible, and they're they're great. Like they're just awesome. And yeah, I saw Ted's comment there. I'm trying to trying to at least follow along you guys' comments over here on my phone because for some reason they don't load up here on my screen. But I see Ted's there. That yeah, that's all they ever do is just keep adding more and more TV cables to the side of the house. I've had to take down so many on a paint job. It's unbelievable. There'll be one cable left, maybe, and there might not even be that that's any good anymore. They're all shot. The worst are when there's like five antennas on the roof, too. These little satellite dishes. Oh, they've yes. They've got two for internet. They've got three for TV, and they're now on landline cable. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but, man, they never take a single one down because once they unbolt them, the liability of all their holes in the roof and everything they've done, I guess, is so high. Well, with me re-reciting the house, I cannot believe, you know, you look at a house, you're like, ah, there's not that much stuff there. And then mm -hmm. I start taking a whole bunch, you know, you got to strip the walls down to put the siding yeah. on. And I'll, I'm like, well, I don't need this cable box. I don't need this cable. What, what, what is this? Some kind of old radio wire. And then I still, we're getting ready to do the, the roof probably either late this fall or early next spring. And there must be, I think there's like six antennas. Of course, our house used to be a rental. And so, you know, well, yeah. with rentals, you can just Everybody imagine how many. And we don't have direct TV. We have Dish, and now we do that. And then the, by the time the next tenant, that satellite is out of date for direct TV. So mm -hmm. they need a new one. <laughs> and they just, like you said, like Tool said, it's cheaper to leave it because the wire has no resale value. And he's right on that too. Like it, it absolutely. I mean, and like you said, the the liability. I know I've I've gone up and taken dishes down for people before, and you want to make sure that those holes are sealed because that all of a sudden you're taking something off and you're leaving four little spots where that water can get in and oh, it can be yep. a mess. That that's right. It it is a mess too. But um, you, I just I leave the stuff on the roof alone. I let the roofer deal with that when he gets there. But I'll chop all those cables off the house and clean them up. Oh, but, miserable. We occasionally get the lightning rod cables too. Have you seen those? They're big as your thumb. No, and they're pro are they yeah. copper or are they what are they? Some they they're the they're the color of galvanized. I don't. They're probably aluminum or something mm. like that. But it's very heavy stuff, and they might just be galvanized steel too. I don't know. But they they put those balls with the big point on the roof, and then they have the big cables running down to the next ball and point. Mm -hmm. They do that whole situation out here. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of old farmhouses and stuff. Oh, it's they're, they're a beast to get rid of. So what other what other brands have you... Um, you didn't talk a whole lot about Festool. I know you're pretty, no. pretty passionate about Festool, aren't you? Oh, man. I probably have most of what they make, unfortunately. I got to go get set up tomorrow with the DeWalt... Or the Festool sanding system for drywall. I've got the Plain-X with the... Uh, cleaning vacuum and all to go with that. Their CT thirty six AC, I think it's called. And you set that up, and you get one of these rooms going. If you've been sanding drywall with a pole sander your whole life, it's gonna <laughs> make you can knock out a whole room, you know, in twenty minutes or so with that thing. If you're any kind of a hand with a mud trowel, <laughs> if you're not now, that may be a little different. But Yes, I see that comment there about the Festool Domino. I have the DF500 Domino. I don't have the 700. The smaller one has been all I need. I don't build, you know, big gates and tables and stuff. But, man, if you need to put some trim together or add on a little window stool here or there, you can just pop some dominoes in, glue it up, and it actually has structural strength. They're, they're just an amazing tool to have. 
So it's been one of those, it's kind of like buying a multi-tool, the little oscillators. You, you don't know how much you need that thing until you own it, and then you can't live without it anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've got one. I bet yours is a DeWalt. But Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything's DeWalt, you know. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, I you just noticed there that I – you guys can tell us the first time we're running new software called StreamYard. And I forgot or just remembered that we can actually put those comments up on the screen so Joseph can see them as well. Well, so, so that, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, it helps, you know. So I'm like watching TV over here. So. That's right. But I'll, yeah, it's all right. I, I was. Comments, y'all. But, uh, and if anybody else yeah. is on Odyssey or Float, sorry, I haven't figured quite how to monitor that end of things yet either. But we're out there talking to people. So comments there we go. pretty easily. But um, the whole Festool idea uh, and everything they make, there's there's as many opinions about that as there is all the other German tools. Is everything is so? But the thing about it is, every bit of it works together. So I own the track saw, and a lot of people that's where they start, you know, is with the Festool track saw because it's kind of the entry level thing, and maybe a Festool MIDI vacuum, and that's where you get going. That's where I started, and then you find out their router to run on the same tracks so if you want to make those dados without being dangerous on your table saw you can run your router right down the track and and plow your dados and stuff and pretty well all of it is that way and with all the hepa dust extraction that's a thing about your construction company or your handyman business too. market that it's incredible what you can do with that you will literally get jobs just because you mentioned that you have that full HEPA dust extraction and you keep a clean job site. That will be huh. one of the main things people review you for is there's no dust. I can come in and sand your drywall patch and you can't tell I was there. You and know? that's big for commercial or hospitals mm-hmm. or offices, workspaces, you know, that's right. Yeah. That, and it's cool. Like it's, it's like marketing battery powered lawn care gear as being green, yep. you know, it's, it's big right now. Right. So mm-hmm. if you can find a way to, to upsell and introduce yourself to the market, right. you might even be able to charge a little premium or at least get your foot Correct. in the door. Right. And a lot of, a lot of having these kind of tools is I have to explain this to people all the time. Cause they'll pop in and just say, wow, you know, look at all these tools you've got. I don't know who's using a hundred dollar screwdriver and a thousand dollar vacuum and all this crazy stuff. I did not this stuff. That's the thing. It's just like we talked about with the YouTube channel. We started with a camera phone, you know, it it was terrible, but it worked. People watched it. Mm -hmm. We got inspired. We made another one. The next time we might've added a light bulb, you know, you never know. So it's the same thing with your tools. Start with whatever your job can get you to afford, but as soon as you have some skills, you really need to realize how much you're worth and and charge appropriately. Actually get in like that handyman journey group. And I wrote a foreword for the for Alan Lee's new book, the guy that runs that group. Great, great resource over there of everybody. And we do our best to keep that a polite group too. We don't always succeed, but we try very hard. And it's pretty darn and good over there. Really bounce your ideas off of people and find out how much you as a company are worth. I bet it's a lot more than you think. And once you start charging appropriately, these tools are not that bad. They're really not. As if you're charging an extra so much for having that dust extraction and the ability to do quality work, you know, in, in an industrial or commercial environment and not you know, ruining their entire building for three days of cleaning, then 
you should be compensated for a portion of the time you save them. That's what you're basically charging for, for your ability to do it in a clean manner. They can stay open. Like when we did, when we did the restaurant kitchen remodel, it was during COVID when it was really bad in the beginning, they had closed the restaurant, but they were still doing takeout, but they wanted to do a full kitchen remodel. Ooh. We did zip wall through the middle of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We used all festival tools. We had dust extraction at everything we were doing, and they didn't close for a single day due to our construction. See, that's so worth a lot. Think about what that's worth to a business. They were able to keep the front half open and then switch to their back half, and they were selling you know, DoorDash and to-go orders nonstop the whole time I was doing the work. So reality is probably just that ability paid for the whole job that we did that they never had to close because it's, it's a lot of work to, you know, bring it back up. But, and you talk about using, starting out with what you have. And then I don't know, but I'm sure you did the same thing, but a lot of times as you decide you want to upgrade your tools, try to build that cost into your next job. Right. Right. Um, if you bid like the same thing happened when I started, doing more sheetrock, I, I would put a bid out there for a job and that would be my whole promise to myself. If I land that bid, I will not be doing that part by hand again, you know, and right. I would buy that set of tools and I didn't go buy all of it. I upgraded the part that was the most aggravating to me first. Mm-hmm. And, and then I moved on to the next and the next and the next. And it's the same thing, you know, with all your tools you have upgrade the ones you use the most first that, you know, and you work your way down from there. That's why your hand tools that you carry on you every day or in the door of your truck or whatever, go ahead and get some that you like for that. They're yes. not that expensive compared to everything else. Get your really good impact, really good drill. You know, the things that you use, no matter what job you're doing, need to be good. Is It'll make you enjoy your job. And if you enjoy your job, you'll get it done faster and you'll be more cheerful the whole time too. <laughs> And who doesn't like nice tools? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That I mean, I've been accused that the whole reason I do this job is so I can buy the tools. But, you know, <laughs> hey, listen, it's I, I honestly I mean, it's another it's another outlet. I, my wife laughs with me all the time. She's like, you just started a YouTube channel so you can write off the cost of your tools. I'm like, I was already doing that with the handyman business. But now, hey, if, if I need an excuse to talk about yes. tools, I, I'm good. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of that's a challenge when you're first starting you know on youtube too you kind of you get this thing where when i first started this it's like i'm gonna do a video on all these tools i have and i actually hit the end of that somewhere around a hundred videos in on the channel yep and i i remember hitting that and i literally sat for a whole week and i i have no clue what i'm going to talk about next week i don't i've covered what i need to cover I don't know what else I have. And it took maybe seven, 10 days. I don't know. And then one day I was just on the job and the ideas just hit. And I wrote down like 10 video ideas in a row. And I went, you know what? I'm broke through the wall now and we're off to run. It never stops, and, right? I Yeah. 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 You just, the whole thing is to just don't try to be perfect right up to start with. Just, just do it. Mm-hmm. Perfect will come. It will end. It will. And people will let you know, you know, but, uh, I was going to comment and you've seen uh, tools comment up there, but he says, people don't pay for what you do. They pay for mm-hmm. what you know and the time you've invested to get there. And that's right, man, ain't that the truth though? Right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, yeah. I mean, you, you start somewhere and you well, can go up, a, right? But, 
it's that permanent argument about how much you charge per hour. And one person says that what you're charging is a total ripoff and that you should only, you know, charge up to this many dollars an hour. It's like, well, you probably know what that person is worth that's charging that. The person that's charging double that, you don't know. Maybe they have the equipment and the skills built up to mm-hmm. do what you do in two hours in one. Yep. If that's true, they're not worth the same thing. That's that's just the way it is. And not only your skills, your tools too. We're here talking about tools. A lot of these tools, if if you're still building your skills, having a tool that gives you a little bit of a confidence boost on a job can help a lot. <laughs> oh, and yeah, because it, it, it does the job better. So, you know, mm-hmm. before you even start, you're going to get a better end product. It's like, right. it's like if all you have is a jigsaw and you need to build cabinets, you're probably not in a real good spot. You know, <laughs> it's going to be a long week. <laughs> it's going to be a long week and they ain't going to look real good, you know, but yeah. And uh, Chicken Hawk says, for your hunting cabin, you'll be just fine. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chicken Hawk says he uses the same thought press for his uh, thought process for his DIY jobs around the house. Yes. And, yeah. You know, it's the same thing. Because it can save you time, right? You, a new, mm-hmm. Anytime you, I mean, I know, I, I, I don't need an excuse to buy a new tool, but, you know, buying a new tool can save you the time and right. can actually pay for itself pretty quick sometimes. Well, the sooner the sooner you realize that every minute of your life is valuable, you'll you'll really start to realize what you need to be figuring out how to do as much as possible in the minutes that you have mm-hmm. so that you can actually enjoy the ones that you don't want to be at work. It, if you're not charging appropriately and at the same time you're complaining that you're never off, there's a way to fix that. Absolutely. <laughs> if, you start, if you start charging, you know, I, it kind of. A friend of mine here, he he had a schedule where he was taking care of, you know, like, say, a hundred, a hundred places and he was charging a certain amount per per stop. Well, he went up like 35 percent one year. Right. Oh, yeah. Maybe 20 percent of his customers. And he That's said, okay. hey, you know what? I'm making more now. And now I'm off one day a week. Well, I had a I had a, a handyman no that messaged, that, you know, oh. Well, I had one that messaged me a little while ago and, you know, he asked like, what am I doing with my pricing and stuff? And I said, listen, I got to tell you, like this summer, especially I've, I've taken, tried to take Saturday, Sunday off every mm-hmm. day, every week. And sometimes Fridays just to see, it doesn't always work, but that's okay. Anyway, but what I told him, I said, you know, I would be happier bidding two jobs at $200 a piece and getting one of them than mm-hmm. I would bid two jobs at $100 a piece and get both of them. Right. And if you can do that, I mean, I'm, I'm no, like, we're no experts. We've just learned as we've muddled along and learned as we go. Right. That's right. But, that's right. but man, you, you're right. Your time is valuable. And, you know, if you're a little uncomfortable when you give your price and you think, okay, well, if I can get 50% of them at that price, you, you've doubled your worth right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And part of that is just realizing what you're worth. And if you sit down and actually put everything down on paper, your insurance, your tag, your titles, your tires, your fuel, everything that goes into running your business, it will shock you what it costs just to leave the house every day and head to work. You've already spent a set number before you leave. And once you know that, and then you add the amount you need to make to invest, because I hope you're going to retire someday, and nobody else is planning for that but you in this business. So you mm-hmm. have to save for that. You have to have your savings as well. You've got to have your bills covered, your health insurances. You've got to have everything together. And that number that you come up with at the end of that 
it's probably going to surprise you what you have to charge just to have a like a real job, basically what you'd make at a real job. So it, it's it's something that's really hard for most people to get a hold of in the beginning, you know, and, and it's why so many businesses fail the first few years. Well, there's so many of those little expenses that creep up on you that you don't this realize. This is true. I see that comment on the screen there. Absolutely. You don't, you don't do that. <laughs> and um, about the health thing too, is some of these tools you're investing in, like the whole reason for me going with the HEPA dust extraction on drywall, as well as all my sawdust, you know, having uh, dust collection in the shop, run to everything, all this stuff, it comes down to your health as mm -hmm. well. You're in there doing this and how long do you want to live and how much is the medical procedure going to cost? It's, you know, I have the videos up about my saw stops. I have a big three horsepower saw stop as my main shop saw. And then nice. I have a job site saw stop as well. And that game down to, I, I decided, you know, it only takes one slip, no matter how good we are. And I don't work that good without a hand. I really don't. So... <laughs> Hey, I, I sold building supplies for years in, in a hardware store, and it would scare you how many carpenters come in missing a digit. It's mm -hmm. like, I bet you 20% of the contractors I dealt with were missing something. And it, yeah. man, that's, that's scary. It is. And I think, though, the dust in the air at all of our job sites is probably less thought of by most mm -hmm. people. And they'll throw on one of these 90 masks or something that is not doing the trick for the dust. And if you'd have these vacs that are collecting it at the tool and all this stuff, you can just, you're not only speeding up your job, you don't have all the cleaning, you're also not inhaling all this stuff the whole time. It's fantastic. It really is. And uh, it's part of, part of the investment in your own self is that medical procedure when you, you're 20 years down the line of breathing that is going to cost how many times the cost of a vacuum or a saw stop or whatever. Well, we, you know. we moved, uh, we moved a dentist uh, shop here a little while back. They moved into a nice new facility and we ended up moving this six by six file cabinet that I, I should have asked them to anyway, I didn't, but it was full. It was heavy, way too heavy for two of us to manage. And, you know, I, I, I hurt my back. It was, you know, yeah. first time in a long time. So I, I went to the old, uh, the bone cracker there, the chiropractor first time in my life. And he fixed me up real good. But you know, the first thing I did after we did that job, I went out and spent like $400 on a bunch of new moving gear, you know, like dollies, everything I've got anything like we, we've always specialized in moving heavy stuff, but that stuff I got thinking like, we only got one back. Right. And if you mm -hmm. don't take care of it, you're in, I mean, cause if your back hurts, you can't do anything. And, That's you know, right. I got lucky and it wasn't permanent, thank goodness. But so I went out, I just spent a whole shit ton of stuff at Princess Auto, which is like your guys' um, Harbor Freight. And I just bought everything I could, like a flat dolly, little tri-dolly, some moving blankets, some yep. lifting straps, everything I could. And because it's worth it. It pays for itself so quick. Yeah. And what, a chiropractor is probably the one visit, about half the price of all your gear, too. Oh, absolutely. Look at that one there from tools. Did you see woodworkers on average lose about 1% of lung capacity every year because of inadequate. I didn't even know that. I wouldn't even have thought of that. Yeah. Well, you think about it. If you get in your shop and you run a few boards through the table saw and then you walk over there and you're shooting them through the planer and then you're leaving the planer and you're running them through the powder. You're do by the time you do all that, it's not really the dust you see all over the ground that's killing you. It's everything that's in the air. 
and walk over and turn on a light that has a beam across the room and you'll realize what you're doing to yourself. It's well, not even good. when I go to clean out my shop, I use a blower, you know, and you get it all out and it looks good. And then all of a sudden you go back in, you, oh, you know, and, and the thing is like, you know, if I go in, like we, we had to clean a, a hoarder's house here a few, two, three years ago. And I mean, there was most shit everywhere. It was unreal. Right. And I, you know, of course, absolutely. <laughs> I, I wore a HEPA filter. And, yeah, I know. I know you don't. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I wore a HEPA filter, you know, that. I spent a lot of money on gear to make sure of that, but you know, I never yeah. think of it when I'm sanding or cutting or, you know, it's, it's the weirdest or, or how about climbing? I know I climb under a lot of mobile homes for people and I rarely ever wear protection when I go under there and it, man, that's the worst. Yeah. The insulation up underneath and it's our, it's usually completely shot or molded or who knows what mm -hmm. already. and everything and you need to get to is inside that. And you have to move it. You, you always have yeah. to disturb it every time you want to get started. And, and you know, yeah. you always think like, well, this little bit here ah, it won't be so bad. It's just one little job. But mm -hmm. man, it's it's going to add up. I know. We uh, Like I said, you only got one one set of lungs, one That's back, right. one everything, right? So Yeah. So it's yeah. about those things more as investments in speeding your jobs up. They're making you more money per hour. They're saving your health at the same time. When you put it all together buying a nicer tool for a job you do regularly is usually very well worth it. At, at least in my experience, it has been. I know you, I seen you did a video a while back and I know you're a big proponent of buying quality, but you know, do you want to touch on that real quick about why quality maybe is more important than, than buying something inexpensive or why expensive tools are worth it? Well, it's kind of, kind of a few of the things we were just going over, but also not having things that break on you on the job site too is really nice. Like I, you don't really have tool failures and this doesn't, this doesn't really mean you have to have a ridiculously expensive tool, like even DeWalt and whatever. I've maybe had one DeWalt ever quit on me and I put them through the ringer. So, mm -hmm. you know, I can't say anything bad about them. Now I've just got a few Milwaukee's. I can't really, I don't want to say too much about them, but I love the ones I have so far. And um, my Fest tools, kind of the same way. I mean, they have a few tools in there that whether or not the extra expense is really worth it is debatable. You know, there's a few like that. And most people that have them will be honest about which ones you can probably go buy something else and get by just fine. But the ones that do the job and see people, people will go say how expensive Festool is, but they need to go look at Mafel if they really want to see something, you know, like if you think Festool track saws are expensive, go look at a Mafel. It's going to be double, you know, nearly for the same saw, even than a Festool. But it's, it's all relative as to where your company's at. And I don't run Mafel yet. Now I probably will at some point because you, you know me, I'm going to have to try it. <laughs> I do. Yes, 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 absolutely. But, uh, that's the whole allure for me. I'll, as long as I can keep making the tools pay well enough by speeding up my jobs, giving out qual more, more quality work as I go and quality tool thing, you know, I don't have to run to the store because my Harbor freight, whatever broke, you know, it's just the way it is. And Harbor freight's great for some stuff. Like if you need, yep. if you need just brute force items and, you know, moving <laughs> blankets, like you said, a handful of tools, oh, yeah. whatever, that they're there for a reason or they're there for that tool you need today and you don't know if you'll ever need it again which for me is some of my automotive tools 
I oh, don't yes. do my own vehicle work. I do some of it. I'll do my brakes and all that. And so if I buy a tool for that kind of thing, I'm just going to buy it at Harbor Freight because I don't really care. I don't do it to make money. I don't need it to perform long term. So it is what it is. It's going to pay for itself in one hit anyway. So oh, sure. Yeah. And, and I see here John's comment oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's that kind of that moment when you realize you you left money on the table there. And you just have to not let it bother you when you say that. Just say, well, you know, you know, it's great for you guys. It's fantastic, you know. And you needed to learn something there, though. Make a mental note the next time you bid that type of work. Think on it just a minute longer. Maybe notice how long it took you the time before. Were you where you needed to be? Maybe the industry for that job has moved way beyond where you're charging is. Mm -hmm. And you need to get adjusted for that. Not every job needs to pay the same thing per hour. No. And so you can be low on things when you're bidding your normal rate and you don't even know it. Well, so and it, it, it happens. It. Like mm -hmm. we do a lot of, we do a lot of moving like house moves for people. And of course I, I've been, you know, I, I, I made the mistake of reading the uh, four hour work week uh, earlier this mm -hmm. year. And the whole idea is to get more done in less time. Right. Yeah. So I've, I've been trying to quote jobs more and more through text, through pictures, through phone calls. Yeah. I don't want to go, you know. So I, I I asked the lady, I said, well, what do you have? Well, just give me a list of all your big furniture. And I, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I know a couple of loads. And the price I give her should have been at least double, maybe triple. When I showed, I, and it's all on me, and I honored yeah. the price, and we did the job, but it took three times as long as it should have because when I showed up, there was probably four to five truck and trail loads of Rubbermaids and boxes that I didn't account for. So it happens. And I've been doing this for quite a while. It happens all the time, right? You just but don't make a habit of it. The underbidding can really snowball on the job too. Cause not only, usually you figure out within the first few hours that you probably undershot this job and it kind of has a mental effect on you. Oh. So you start trying to get your and yourself that we need to be this far in another hour and this far at the end of the day and all this kind of thing and then more starts to go wrong it's just mm -hmm. inevitable and before long you've just compounded the problem don't believe so the underbidding is not just underbidding it it is a mental problem throughout that job at least for me i don't know who else has that problem but if i know i've underbid it once i start it, it affects me a little bit it takes the wind out of your sails. Do you know what I mean? Like when, when I show up and I, I see, okay, I know I got a job and this is going to be a good job and I'm going to make a good hourly wage of, of what I need. I'm happy with that, man. You just hop and skip and you feel like a new man, you know? Yeah. And then, but, but when you show up yeah. like that, that moving job from the second I showed up, I knew I was in trouble and you know, it's just like, Oh, you just feel like crap. You just know mm -hmm. you're like, I screwed up. I got to do it, but you just, because yeah. like I don't know, you're job. like me tomorrow for free. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm just there. And, and yeah, tool, tool says quicksand and it's like quicksand, you know, it, you, you start running faster and then you just work yourself into a bigger hole, you know? And yeah, yeah it, it just, like I said, takes the window to your sales, makes you feel bad. And yeah, because mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but just about every day I go to work, I love my job. It's not like when I used yeah, to work for too. the man and I used yeah. to be miserable. I love going to work. I love getting up in the morning, but there's an occasion when you underbid a job that you're like, probably shouldn't have got her to bed today, you know, but it's okay. Yeah, it, it, yeah. You just have to try to not let it affect you like that. Cause it hits me so bad, but yeah, Ted's comment there. I, 
yeah, that's kind of and when you've got when you got a tool you're fighting and you're fighting a job, especially if it's a job you don't like already. And <laughs> this is this is kind of a technique that I use. And it's why I have all this tools for sheetrock that I talked about today. I've got all my level five stuff. Yeah, they sent me a hat, so I got a clean hat <laughs> about that. But anyway, that I've ordered me some new skimming blades and all that stuff from them on this job and all the other stuff. And the reason for that is I absolutely hate sheetrock. I hate it. So I have all of the tools that make it as fast and easy as possible. And now that I have all of that, I'm getting where I, I kind of feel like I'm halfway decent at it at this point, you know, I'm, I'm not you don't like hate it quite as much over there, you know, but, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty happy with it. So I can get it done and I can leave where everybody's happy. And that's kind of where I'm at with sheetrock right now. But I have the tools to get it done fast, regardless of how I am. And thanks there. I, I think the red hat is probably not helping with color on here. Ah, I usually whatever. wear a black hat. I think everybody's used to me in a black hat. But these look pretty cool today. They sent me so. Well, it's all right. Well, I... Man, we've been, what have we been, an hour and 10 minutes. I, I knew we'd talk oh, and it's good. I, I always enjoy it. You know what I mean? But so, so for, yeah, go ahead. That's it for, for the people that aren't here, we just thought we'd pop on here and visit with each other a few minutes before this started. And I think we spent nearly an hour before. The oh, <laughs> we sure did. And, and, you know, I'm surprised my so, voice is still going. There's no such thing as a short phone call when Joseph and I talk. So it was kind of nice when I could actually get a friend on here to get started. But we we always, yeah. And like I said, we've been going, oh, I guess way over two hours now between you and I, of course. Yep. <laughs> but, but yeah, hey, so, okay. Both love tools. That's oh. what it is. That's the way it's going to be, I think. Absolutely. So how do people, I'm sure most everybody in here knows, but how do people find you? Where do they go? What What are you up to? What, what, what do you, yeah. Tell me where okay. they can go to find um, you. I'm sure Tim's going to stick all the links down there afterwards, but uh, Millis Construction right here. You see the name on the screen. That's the name of my YouTube channel. You can go find me right there. Um, if you want to see job site pictures and what I'm doing at work, it's on Instagram at, at Millis underscore construction. And as well as my Facebook, I will add work-related people to my Facebook if you want to see my stuff. But I have a business Facebook as well. And uh, millisconstruction.tv is my website. And you can jump on there and you'll have a link right to the YouTube channel, Instagram, all of that right there. As well as these kind of snazzy stickers we've talked about earlier on there too. If you want something to stick on your toolbox and, you know, all that good stuff. Hey, Todd, good to see you in there tonight. I didn't know you were going to join us. Um, Todd here is uh, like my one of my main helpers here. Apparently, he's oh. watching. But yeah, he's he's pretty fantastic. He's been working at the hotel with me all week. But so yeah, he's the one that's got to put up with you on a regular basis. Yep, unfortunately, he does. But he he's great. He's he's in on it every day pretty well that that he can hold up for. And uh, yeah, just jump over there to the website, get a, grab a link over. If you're here on YouTube, you know, you can probably just click my name. I tried to say hi to everybody in the down there, but uh, I'll go ahead and, and drop another comment in there so you can click my name if you want to jump over. But yeah, perfect. jump on over there. You got to really be into tools over there because that's pretty well 
what I talk about. I do do a business video once in a while, but nothing like Tim here does. So if you're coming from my channel and you not only want good tools, you also want some good business content to help you get going and job ideas. He does more random for work than I've ever seen somebody do. So you <laughs> need to follow everything from snow to junk cleanouts, moving. It, it's awesome. The videos, you never know which one's going to be next. So it's kind of fun to watch. Well, thanks, I, Joseph. I, yeah, I think I was way back there in the first hundred or two subscribers, probably. On you YouTube. were. I know you were. And I love it. Like, there's a couple. Uh, Ryan Collette's another one. He's getting ready yeah. to start a channel up. You've seen him around Good. a bit. And it's cool. Good. You never forget, do you? You never forget those first few that are, no, that are your cheerleaders. A set, there's a certain amount of names that I don't ever forget. They're, they're like the permanent people. I remember them commenting back to the beginning. And yeah, they're still there. So they've gotten to see quite a change on both of us, I think, compared to where we started. <laughs> it means a lot, eh? But yeah. Like well, go back and comment on those and say, survive this video, then you need to come watch a new one. <laughs> yes, come and see my new stuff, because it's way, way better, you know? But yes. But yeah, no, thanks, Joseph, for coming by. I, I loved it. It was awesome. And Absolutely. and if anybody, anybody wants to know where you can find me. I guess the easiest place is toolmantim.co, uh, toolmantim.co. You'll see I got a whole website over there. I put five videos out a week, uh, a little bit of everything, uh, job ideas, tool reviews, some preparedness, emergency preparedness, that kind of stuff. Uh, I try to share some tips for content creation because it wasn't that long ago that I was just starting and just learning. So yeah, thanks everybody for coming by too. This was, I, I had a ball, Joseph. Yeah, I did too. Always do. Whether Perfect. Whether we're on live or not, it's pretty good. Yeah, we're always business. chatting, hey? So, all right, guys, well, I think that is where we'll, we'll roll her up at this point. I try to keep these talking tools to around an hour, uh, but when we have people in, we're going to try. If you guys have suggestions for anybody else you might like to see, uh, let us know. Um, I'd love to get three or four of us in here, and maybe man, we can do a great big Q&A session. I would love that. So Absolutely. Perfect. All right, guys, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys, for dropping by the weekly workshop. A new edition drops every week, so keep an eye out. And if you're looking for a solution to such problems as, I spilled paint on vinyl siding, or I can't get this heavy picture to stay on the wall, stop by toolmantim.co and check out the Today's Tool section, where I share products and tools that have either made me money or saved me money personally or in my long-running year-round handyman business. And if you found value in this content, please take a moment and share it on your social platform of choice. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.